This is Monday, July 25th, and today we're moving into week 7 of our series we've called Grace Under Pressure. Now, last week we left off on Psalm 51. This is the confessional song David wrote when he sinned with Bathsheba. In the process, he brought havoc and destruction to two families and really an entire kingdom. Now, we're surprised when we read the account of David's descent. Here was a man who walked with God, and he came to know and show God's strength. He was Israel's king, chosen by the Lord, because we're told his heart was right. Remember, the people had chosen Saul to be their king, but he failed the people, and he also failed the Lord. And so the Lord sent the prophet Samuel in search of Israel's future king. The Lord sent Samuel to the house of a man named Jesse because he had told him that the Lord's future king would be found there. Now, Jesse had ten children. He had eight sons and he had two daughters. And at Samuel's request, Jesse brought his sons to stand before him. And immediately Samuel looked at Jesse's oldest son and thought, well, this must be the one. This must be the one the Lord had chosen. He was a strong man. He was an extraordinary example. But Samuel was wrong. Indeed, the Lord rejected each son of Jesse that stood before him. But you see, only seven were there. David, the youngest of the boys, had not even been brought in from the fields. He was out there somewhere tending flocks of sheep. He was a nobody in his family, and he was not even on his father's radar. But the Lord had chosen him. And God explained it like this. We tend to look at human beings and their outward qualities, but the Lord looks at the heart. You see, in every way, David was an extraordinary person. He had the skills of a warrior, the gifts of a musician and an artist. He could guide and lead a flock and also direct a nation. But what God was looking at was his heart, none of those outward qualities. You see, in the Old Testament, there's a pattern that seems to occur and then reoccur over and over again. We get our hopes up thinking that it's this man or that man that is the one that we've been waiting for, God's forever king. And then our hopes are dashed. And this is also what happens with David. We think he's the one. And then we discover that he has the weaknesses that all of us have as human beings. Here's our scripture for today from Psalm 51, verse 6 to 8. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have broken rejoice. Now here in this song of confession, David picks up the truth about his own calling to be king. God sees the heart. Now you might ask, well, what's so important about the heart, about our inward being? Well, the heart is not, the, the, the term for heart in the Old Testament is not talking about that physical muscle in the middle of our chest. It is the word used to refer to the control center of our lives. Our heart determines the choices we make and the life that we come to live. 
This is why the book of Proverbs counsels us like this. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. That's Proverbs 4.23. You see, your heart provides the motivational structure for your entire life. Your heart is like the helm of the ship, the steering wheel of the car. It is here where the truth of God must reside and where God works to redeem and forgive us when we have sinned. In Christ, we are given a new heart and a new spirit. And that is how we are enabled to live a new life. It doesn't come from our discipline or our willpower, but from God's gift of grace extended to us. So when David sins, he knows that only God can cleanse him. Only God can make it right and restore him. Now hyssop was a plant that was used to apply blood during the ceremonies of forgiveness that God commanded that his, peop his people to use to atone for sin. And you see, David knows that it is only with the spreading of blood, life for life, that he can be saved. This is why in the New Testament there's such a strong emphasis on the blood of Jesus, as we heard in 1 John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. Yes, it is the blood of Jesus, the life of Jesus given for us that restores us to God, and then it removes the stain of our sin. Then we become, as David said, whiter than snow, clean and forgiven. Today we see from the life of David that all of us sin, even those loved by God, those that have walked with God, and also that God provides a way of forgiveness, a way of restoration, a way to life. And this is the good news for David. And those he betrayed, the, the uh, Though he betrayed the God he loves, God does not abandon him or cast him off. Though we are unfaithful, God remains the God of love and faithfulness in our lives as well. Please pray with me. Lord of life, we come to you seeking your grace for this day. Provide for us the awareness of our need for, for you and your grace. Restore our broken hearts that we might walk in your joy. For we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.